0: What it is, what it do? This is Rambling, your weekly Rams podcast to bring you inside of the team and news around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from Los Angeles, California. The Rams are two and one after a tumultuous game against the Buffalo Bills. What a game, 35-32 final score, but definitely show that this Rams team has some fights. If you were unaware, it's Latinx Heritage Month, and so I wanna bring on two of the best Latinos in the game. They also happen to do the Spanish broadcast for your Los Angeles Rams on game day. Look, I usually hype up my guests, but honestly, they hype me up in their broadcast and I don't think I could do them justice. So I'm just going to let them hype us all up instead. And
1: it's excellent. Look to y ¡Y ¡Y le
0: You can find them at Troy Sandiego TV and at Ricardo Deporte underscore reporte on Twitter. Thank you so much, Ricardo and Troy, for coming on Rambling. Woo!
2: Literally. Literally
0: rambling. Like, oh my gosh, you get so hyped. Who drinks more coffee in the morning before they get to work?
1: Well, uh, I usually drink a cup of coffee, but not that big. Uh, but uh, I don't need it, honestly. <laughs> How are you doing, Sarina? It's an honor to be here with you and Ricardo. It's a dream come true. And, and uh, we're going to have fun.
0: Troy and Ricardo are my cup of coffee. They're like the bustelo of, of sports broadcasters. So I appreciate your time. Um, okay, so let's get to it. Sean McVeigh was so proud of the way this Rams team played their game against the Bills like you could say they like, lost the game yes but what did you each see out of this Rams team Ricardo I'll start with you
2: oh hi Serena. hi Troy hi everyone it's a pleasure to be here I was so proud about the team too I was telling during the broadcast that it was going to be a much better flyback from Buffalo to LA just thinking we are a good football team we We didn't play the first half, but the second half we proved who we are. And I think it's a lot of comfort in the way the Rams uh, fought fought at the end. I think they deserved to win. Didn't happen, but those things happen in football. So a lot to get from that game, a lot to keep building up. And I love the way Sean McVay said we can use this as a tool to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. Try.
1: Well, to me, um, I'm really proud of the heart they show in the second half. Because uh, the first half was a disaster. Uh, I, was, I was talking with Ricardo, and, and, and I told him, you know what? We don't have any highlights for the, for, for the week, you know? It was, it, was, it was a really poor performance. And, um, but then something changed. They, they changed the, the, the chip in the, in the second half. And um, Darrell Henderson is amazing. I mean, his first uh, 100 uh, 114 yards game, it was awesome, and I I have a really um, a really um, uh, I have a, uh, this kind of feeling about him, and that that he's gonna be the the, the guy who 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 impact the league as on a star level, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I like him a lot, and this second year he's gonna show it why he was one of the best in the nation in the college. So. Um, I love the performance of Darren Henderson. I love the performance of Jared Goff. The second half was amazing. And right now, he owns the team. I mean, it's his team. I mean, you can, you can see him uh, mature, uh, focus. Uh, he's doing a, the re, a really good choices in a moment of pressure. Yeah. And it's, it's great. And in the other side, in the, in the, in the defensive team, Aaron Donald, it's, it, it's a beast. I mean, <laughs> he... If for some reason the NFL changed the way the players go into the Hall of Fame being active, I don't know that it's gonna be the first in that category. You know, it, it, it's crazy. I mean he's a monster. He's Hulk.
0: He's That's Hulk. It. I think you yeah. have Aaron Donald behind you in your back case.
2: No Jay. Superhero. I mean, I join you... do a hog flex later during this podcast he must
0: yeah you have to do one of the flexes for those that can't see um troy has the most impressive bat cave aka man cave aka super cave that is just a bunch of amazing collectibles of i don't know what do you have in there
1: well i have a uh, dc marvel terminator star wars batman um, iron man whatever you, you you call it i have a uh, um,
0: it's action figures. figures, like
1: the action, action figures. figures yeah. Yep. Yeah, there are uh, most of them are hot toys, like the one one point six scale, and uh, it's my only addiction. I mean, honestly, Besides, I mean, besides football, that's my other my other passion.
0: Um, <laughs> I love it. It's good, and you're gonna get an Aaron Donald action figure in there soon. I hope so. I hope so
1: one day. Yeah, of course. You yeah, like
0: need to get one. Honestly, um, <laughs> wait for to both of your points. The second half, to me as well, it, it kind of put hope in my body of like, wow, okay, they're down 25 points. How are they going to turn this around? And the poise that I think both the defense and the offense, there was no blame game. No one looked upset at each other. I mean, we, we watched the game with very critical eyes. To see the way they came back out and they were like, all right, I scraped my knee, but I put a band-aid on it and I'm good to go. And they finished the race. And I love also that Sean McVay didn't blame one bad play call, whatever the refs had to say about that, that last play at the end of the game. Um, There was no blame game. There wasn't a blame on the kicker. There wasn't a blame on that, the refs. It was just, we got to do better, but wow. To come back in that way, I think, was so huge and says a lot about this team moving forward. Um, Troy, you mentioned how impressed you were with Jared Goff. Sean McVay actually said this was his best game of the season. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, because, I mean, there's a lot of factors, but uh, the way he, um, he, he he made the the second half looks was like, a, you know, one of those quarterbacks you can, you can trust in the moment of clutch. And um, I think there was like a three plays in the second half that were the key for the comeback. The Robert Woods touchdown was amazing. One of the receptions of Cooper Cup when he wasn't the primary target. I mean, Jared Goff read the defense and then change and, 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 and give the ball to Cooper Cup. And obviously, the, the, um, the sack from Aaron Donnell. I mean, I, I think those three plays were the, the most important, uh, you know, things the Rams made in the second half. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, do, do you guys remember a couple, a couple seasons ago, uh, the people said Jared Goff wasn't the guy who, um, who gave the signals in the offense. It was Sean McVay in his ear, you know. But right now, that's not the case. I mean, that, that, that thing, it's not happening anymore. I mean, Jared Goff, it's the man. For, from my point of view, and I think the league is realized right now, he's a really good quarterback. I mean,
2: I mean, he is right there.
0: Yeah. It all is coming together. Would you agree, Ricardo?
2: I agree, Serena. And I wanted to say that Sean McVay and his staff and his Rams have never blame anyone yeah. since day one the accountability the favorite word of Sean bay has been there everyone is accountable and owner of their actions and their performance i i think that's very unique in sports and i think that's to the credit of Sean bay and also uh less need and, and the rest of the organization in regards to jared Goff, i think i have seen one bad decision the whole season up? Short pass against Philadelphia—a screen pass that was almost intercepted—could have been a disaster. Outside of that, very solid on every level. I love the way now when he rolls out and he is waiting for. See the defense is gonna the defender come at me or stay with uh, his man. He doesn't make those mistakes anymore. Although he was stuck in one play in Buffalo, but it was a good defensive play. So he at that level. He's not Russell Wilson or uh, Patrick Mahomes level, but he's just behind, and that's okay. And also the rest of the team, as you said, is coming together. The running game with this three-head monster. I like it. Hopefully, Acres can come back soon. The offensive line, big surprise, because after all the chaos of last year, this offensive line is performing, and it's dominating. And obviously, the defense has a lot of talent, little things. To, uh, work on. It's not easy to play back-to-back games on the East Coast and at breakfast time. The the Rams split and all, all almost came out with two wins. So I like what I'm seeing. It's clearly, but as you said, a lot of hope, a lot of things to feel excited about.
0: For sure, it excites me just to see. I mean, we we talk a lot about uh, the offense working as a whole, but there were a couple times where Malcolm Brown made a huge block to open up the offensive game for a Daryl or a a Cooper Cup or Robert Woods, where I'm like, yo, like Malcolm Brown just came in and like made that huge clutch block for someone. So it really is everyone kind of coming together, including that offensive line. And and, uh, Andrew Whitworth said it a ton this offseason. He was just like, you know, with all the injuries that took place during the uh, last season, You had some critical young guys who had to come in, play huge games, step in, kind of feel a little uncomfortable, but boom, they got that out of the way. Now they're here and ready to play because now they've had a year under their belt. So they're kind of more comfortable with the whole offense. I also think a huge benefit is having uh, Kevin O'Connell, the new offensive coordinator, to help kind of support Sean so he can be all eyes, all ears, all the time for this team. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, Troy, you kind of mentioned it. Daryl Henderson, big, like, big, big game. And I, you only see him doing better for both of you. Is Daryl Henderson, like, is he the real deal? Is he the guy that's going to score all the points for the Rams this season?
1: Yeah, to me, since the beginning of the season, I choose Daryl Henderson over Cam Akers, obviously over Malcolm Brown, with all respect. And uh, we talk, Ricardo and I were talking about the, who's going to be the guy, you know? He choose Cam Akers. I choose Derek Henderson, and um, it's unfortunately, I mean, uh, the the, um, the injury of Cam Akers opened the door for Derek Henderson. But this is like this is this is football. You know, you have to you have to take your opportunity and make the most of it. So uh, to me, Derek Henderson is gonna be that guy. I mean, he he has everything. He can run. He can catch. He can block. I mean and the way he, he, he makes some plays like uh the speed he shows is like a flash you know yeah. he can change the direction of the of, of, of he um, of he can go in, in in a you know in a blink so i like the, i like the guy to me he's going to be our guy to take care of the rock.
2: yeah i'm very pleased that troy was right when he said i thought henderson is gonna be the guy because i was nice sure.
0: to each other you're like okay Troy was right <laughs> yeah, it's,
3: it's
2: fantastic because i'm i gonna tell you to be honest i like henderson a lot his weakness his explosiveness but i have some doubts about his durability like is he tough enough and with your son Sunday that he is good hands right very 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 secure uh ball carrier I still like a lot of the makers. We need to see more from him, but I like the way he is always patient on the backfield, looking for the best space to uh, follow, follow uh, wait, waiting for his blockers. And Malcolm Brown proved on week one how valuable he is. So I'm very pleased with the running back game. Uh, the offensive line is key. You can have the best running back and if the OL is not working, nothing will happen. So we, when we talk about running backs, we need to give credit to the older, the offensive line.
0: For those that are listening, I would like to add a counter or like a ding because now Troy has made two superhero references, Hulk and Slash. So we're going to with that and see how you can keep going. Um, for both of you, you get so excited during the game. So I just am curious for the two of you, what – is a more fun? What's a better call to make? You're in the booth, you're watching the game. A Jared Goff throw to the end zone or an Aaron Donald sack?
2: that That's very easy, Serena. <laughs> Obviously, it's Aaron Donald sack. We know what it's coming after in the booth or in the studio. And I will remind our, our friends, uh, our fans, that, well, two years ago when the Rams played the the Cowboys in the Coliseum that was an amazing night the Rams uh, beat the Cowboys and then went to New Orleans and uh, those were good times and there was a play when Todd Gurley just took it to the house great blocking touchdown amazing performance that the Rams run over the Cowboys that night and after that touchdown in the boot in the Coliseum Troy made his trademark flex and that video was uh, went viral. It was like hundreds and hundreds of thousands uh, of, of likes. So, yeah, it's Aaron Donald sack every time, no matter what.
0: That was the birth of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, it, 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 I mean, every, every
1: time I saw Aaron Donald play or, or make a sack or whatever he does, I mean, he's 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 a monster. So. uh but uh, he literally liked, like like coke, you know, without the green <laughs> Without
0: the green. yeah. He's like um, what the Rock, the Rock guy, in one
1: of those. Yeah, ones? yeah, the, the the thing.
0: The thing, right? I was like the, the Rock. No,
1: nope, the, the, that's thing, the thing. The thing. The thing. The <laughs> thing. Uh, but uh, I mean, his passion, his anger. Uh, I mean, he is like coke, you know. Yeah. So um, I always try to put nicknames. You know, funny nicknames to the players.
0: Yeah. And um,
1: that was perfect. I mean, that that nickname was, like, a made for him. Yeah. And um, I don't even remember the moment I started doing the flex for, for his sacks, But I, I believe in the moment I do the first one, Ricardo was like, uh, what the hell is happening?
0: <laughs> and he's Wait. a security guard. What's going on in here?
2: <laughs> do it. Show I'm the people gonna- right
0: now. Go ahead. Yeah, Troy, you got to you got to flex now. It's,
2: it. a smash.
1: it's like a HULKASMASH! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: That's it. I hope the
1: audio didn't go all the limit off. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> oh,
0: perfect. All the levels are up. away from the phone, you know? <laughs> um, besides that making me very happy, I'll get to our next dem- segment, what makes me happy. This Sunday against the Giants. The Rams are going to wear yellow pants. We have had so many comments about the uniforms this year. So for each of you, who will be the king of the yellow pants after Sunday's game against the Giants?
1: Ooh,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's tough. That's can Tell me, it's I've been waiting long, long, long time this happening, for so the
0: yellow I mean, pants,
1: yeah, the yellow pants and the, and the and the blue jerseys. I mean, it's like a, it's been a life since. I mean, we would try to to get those colors in the regular basis. You know, right. And uh, to me, it was surprised when they choose up the the, the, um, the bones uh, color for the opening. I mean, yeah. it was a player choice. It's but, a- It's
0: cool. Come on, Troy. <laughs>
3: well, yeah. also- cool. I wonder if that was to keep. The Cowboys from wearing their trademark, yeah, white, the white, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because we know, you know,
1: when the Cowboys wear the the, the navy blue, uh, it's a bad luck for them. So it's a tradition. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, but definitely, I I love this this these colors. I mean, the blue and the blue jersey and the and the and the yellow pants and, and because it reminds you that the, the glory days.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, it's gonna be a special, I think see those uniforms and I mean the people is going to love them I mean it's it's been I mean it's been waiting that for a long long time for the fans so it's going to be great on Sunday watch those
0: my guess is Cooper Cup is going to be the winner of the the yellow pants against the Giants like I just have
1: it could could be Aaron Donald sacking the the, 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 I I hope it is
0: for your sake so we can get some yeah, flexibility Exactly. <laughs> Ricardo, <laughs> do you have a pick for someone who was going to be the king of the yellow pants?
2: Sure, but before um, I answer that, I, I want to apologize and say hi to Matt, Matthew Israel. Every time I'm in a Super Bowl, and it's been like three years in a row, I run into him somewhere. In the great, most crazy places. <laughs> That's true. don't talk about it, we just run into each other somewhere in the middle of Miami Beach. So, how, how are you, Matt? Good to- <laughs> Great, man. Good to see you. So too. glad
0: I could intercept the Super Bowl regularity there. We can just see each other.
2: <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, you know what? The, the Rams are having this Sunday what they need. After tough start, the Cowboys going to the East Coast against the Eagles, long game against the Bills, they need a little break. Coming back home to that beautiful Palace, SoFi Stadium. And host probably the worst team in the league the new york giants who have bad luck no question about it they are batting with bad luck so i hope the yellow pants go to a young guy something somebody like Ben jefferson
3: Ooh, by the that. way
2: by the way the rookie generation again very strong for the rams we see this every year and this year happen again We have starters, rookie starters in the team, players who are making impact, and we hope Jordan Fuller is coming back soon from that injury. But players making impact, rookie players. So I would like to see Van Jefferson go to the next level and make his record day just like Daryl Henderson Henderson did last Sunday.
0: Yeah, that actually would be great. I love the addition of both of those guys on the team. Um, Matt brought this to my attention, news from around the NFL. Have you guys seen Adrian Peterson? He's 35 years old. And against the Cardinals, he looked like the fountain of youth. 22 carries for 75 yards. He's not just a jersey sale. I mean, this guy still got it. When does he hit a wall or is he going to be the running back of Andrew Whitworth? Like, what happens? So how is he still moving?
2: Well, uh, Adrian Peterson, I think he moved to the Detroit Lions and i think he's more than 40. I, I think you're very nice to him i don't
0: think he's 35.
2: Uh, when i just when i just moved to the u.s i was living in san antonio and there the only you can watch is uh, big 12 football and he was running with oklahoma and i remember saying like, oh this guy's good this, this guy has a lot of power explosiveness he's gonna be a star okay uh, this just tells me how old i am but yeah uh, it's amazing how Adrian peterson keeps running hard i didn't like that uh, moment you guys remember when he was with his legal problem justice problems because of domestic violence he has overcome that big problem he just focused on playing football and he's gonna be a hall of famer speaking about hall of famers ap he's gonna be there
1: yeah i think even peterson i mean that uh, the way he's playing right now uh show to the whole league uh, the running backs are not responsible. I mean, they are a key of the game. And um, besides the uh, legal problems, I remember that year when he broke his knee. And after that, he, he won the, the, the comeback player of the year, the next season. And uh, seeing him playing at this level, it's still, you know, uh, incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. So, to me, Adrian Peterson shows uh, to the younger players the way they can performance if they taking care of them. I mean, if they can take care of uh, uh, the physical and the mentally uh, focused in the game. And to me, I mean, he's, he's great. And I agree with Carl. I mean, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. Yeah, I
0: mean, you think about the longevity of, like, you go to basketball, like, Uh, the Lakers, LeBron James, right? He spends a million dollars a year on his body, but it pays off if we just drank our water and hydrated and did our yoga sessions. Like we could all be an Adrian Peterson, maybe. Um, Quickly, the Seahawks are the only undefeated team in our division. Everyone else is at two and one. Are the Seahawks the biggest worry? Like this NFC West is so unfair. It's not okay, guys.
2: And then we have oh, a division like the NFC East that looks so weak. Uh I, I will start uh Serena. I think the the Seahawks they, they are eternal, they're always there. They you can never get rid of Pete Carroll and his team, and Russell Wilson has already, after three weeks, in my mind, the MVP in his pocket. You have Patrick Mahomes playing at an incredible level on the other side of the uh, league but russell wilson he is a magician he's always been a magician he's the player even if you don't like the seahawks and i don't like the seahawks but he is the player that you admire and and you cherish in the league, this league we need guys like him not only because of the way he plays he's fantastic because of the way he acts with a lot of you know compassion and awareness i like russell wilson a lot but yes, uh, the Seahawks are the team to beat. I think San Francisco, with all that talent, is in a rough stretch, a lot of injuries. doesn't matter if they beat the Giants. The Giants, uh, as I said, are not a good team right now. I think it's difficult to come back after Super Bowl and put a strong season the next year. I think with San Francisco, we will see more of that this year, contrary to the Chiefs. So, the Seahawks are really difficult to beat and the, the cowboys were so close so close but for some reason Dak prescott was to be a cancel a leaguer he wants to stay in the pocket and just throw bombs run outside play a little magician football and win the game he did it.
0: yeah i blame that, yeah. that game more on mark mike mccarthy more than Dak and the team i felt like the play calling was not as great but that's here nor there i was watching that game and not trying to freak out <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it, it was a great game. But as as you say, Sarina, I mean, it's not fair. We are in the toughest division in the entire league. I mean, the four teams, they, they, they got a lot of uh, uh, weapons. And then, I mean, they are spectacular. And when you see the the the, the East with those mediocre teams, <laughs> I mean... So it's
0: so imbalanced. Like it's a so
1: fair. But on <laughs> the other hand, I mean... Don't, don't hate me for what I'm going like to say, but I like the Seahawks, but I like the way they play. Yeah. Okay? I, I want to make a point on that.
0: Respect <laughs> the enemy. Respect the
1: enemy. Exactly. I respect them a lot. I mean, Pete Carroll, I don't know why. he, he He's always improved, you know? I mean, the only play I never forget from Pete Carroll, it was the, the one in the Super Bowl when he decided to throw instead to give the ball to Marjon Lynch. That's the dumbest decision he ever made. The dumbest. And I think it's the, the, the worst decision in the Super Bowl history. But besides that, I mean, that guy, it's like he has the lamp, and every time he, you know, rub it, the genius appears. And the genius is Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson, I mean, that guy is amazing. And as DuCarlo says, I mean, there only been three weeks in this season. And he he is the MVP. I mean, Pat Mahomes, he's great. But Russell Wilson, it's amazing. Well, and the thing
3: with that is, like, it doesn't – the MVP doesn't necessarily mean the best player in the league. Like, Pat Mahomes has, like, clearly proven where he's at. But if you take Pat Mahomes away from the Chiefs, look at all the other weapons they have to still be able to get it done. The most That's valuable true. player to That's their team, true. Russell Wilson, by far, because he single handed has kept them in the playoffs for like the last five years with no kind of help, really.
1: Exactly. I mean, he, 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 he has that, uh, he has the power to potential the whole team, you know, I mean, because his attitude, his leadership, and uh, he's really good. The good, the good news are Aaron Donnell.
0: He's, he loves Russell happy. Wilson, he loves him, him he he gives he him,
1: him a hug every time he sees
2: him. <laughs> he, he loves to so hug.
0: He's a hug. He loves to get hugs, exactly. He wants to give him a hug
2: every time they play, give him a hug. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest hug of all time is an Aaron Donald sack to
0: Russell Wilson. First That's first. true. Hey um Matt did did is a genie um a comic or something cuz he did use genie and i'm just keeping track of choice um comic, uh, comic
3: yeah i don't mean, that i can think of
0: just it's, not, it's not a comic
1: but it's a disney movie so you count
0: i'm like there, i'm sure there's an action figure of a genie somewhere. <laughs> all right matt it's that time
3: okay it's serena's socially distant social segment and troy i know you're uh, a big ufc boxing wrestling guy so we need to know who which which rams player would make an amazing luchador and that doesn't mean just mass and strength i mean you need entertainment and personality for this too
0: and and ricardo you're not out of this you both have to answer this question
1: okay (laughs)
3: I, I just need to pick one or I can pick like a two
1: or three. I
0: mean, I okay. mean if we have...
3: How about, how about we do... Hmm, I was going to say we could like set up a match same. between Troy's guy and Ricardo's guy. Oh,
0: yeah. So one and one and you you fight each other.
1: Okay, okay. Um, a great luchador, it will be Aaron Donnell with a mask, you know, with a mask. Oh, cool. And with horns. It would be great. You know, imagine that. A great
0: MMA fighter, I think
2: Robert Woods, it will be awesome. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I think Aaron Donald, he's exciting and he's supreme on the football field. He will be a little boring because he's quiet. He's, you know, too, too good a sport, too, too nice because he's a good competitor. He doesn't celebrate in excess. So I don't know about that. But he would be dominant. I would like somebody like, I know Tyler Higby. He lets his hair go long, 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 and he would be like with that smile. Really, it's something in 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 that kind of environment. Uh, The Rams, surprisingly, they don't have an offensive line with that aggressive behavior. I think they are nice guys, standard quality, solid dudes. So I don't see any on the offensive line. But you know what? How about Michael Brokers? He's like a tower. He's so tall. That's who I and was I thinking. Also, like, do this, like, <laughs> oh,
0: with, with some earrings, something yeah. like that. He's, he's, he's I mean, the one that's more like, ba ba boom. Like, I'm going to make a splash. I wear my Versace. I got my jewelry. He's got that laugh that they can market like, before the games. And, well, how- and there's
3: a reason he's always doing the pregame speeches. And anywhere, if you're on the sideline, you can hear his laugh from anywhere. He's you know, easy, easy to find, for sure. He's got
1: the person. I don't, I don't know if you guys uh, remember that, the, um, you know, the 80s show, um, The A-Team. Well, Matt, obviously, you know. you, you don't know. Like,
0: sorry, but, I'm so young. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But
1: maybe you guys can go to YouTube and check The A-Team when uh, Mr. T plays the Baracus Charter. He's like Michael Brokers, you know, with all the bling bling and the cool yes. attitude and everything. It's like a Mr. T.
0: We know Mr. T. Come on, Matt. You know Mr. T.
1: Uh,
3: I know, know the reference. I just couldn't get anything like specific about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. But I know what you're
3: saying. Yes, I could see. <laughs>
0: um, the Rams are going to host their first carne asada this Saturday. So I already ordered my carne asada tacos for the event. Um, you guys are going to be there as well. What is your food of choice for a carne sala outside of that wonderful meat that I will be eating?
1: I love, I love this. I love the yes. corn. Oh, yes. I love the corn. The corn, oh my goodness.
0: But you gotta have everything on it.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly. Mayo, um, you know, a little sparkles of, of the Chile. Oh. And, uh, and that's my thing. In a carne sala, the, the corn, the elotes are, you know, the
2: most for me. That's
0: the key. Ricardo.
2: I, I like the lotes too. I like, I like all the sides. I'm a side guy who like to start with a lot of stuff before going to the main one. And for me, it's very important. The tortilla. I mean, I always say when you have dinner, a nice restaurant, if the bread is good, the dinner is going to be great. When you eat tacos, if the tortilla is not good, eh, you eat it because tacos are amazing. But they are not gonna be as as good. So for me, the quality of the tortilla, the consistency, there's a science behind the tortilla, guys. Don't think any tortilla you are given is acceptable. It's not. You need to ask for the good stuff.
0: I Matt, what do you got? Let's let's bring you into the carne asada. He's like, what?
2: I'm cool with the, eat, the tacos. <laughs>
0: tacos. <laughs> <laughs> eat all the tacos.
3: <laughs> Just keep them coming. I'll keep all the tacos.
0: Ca- you know what's so funny, Ricardo? I had interviewed um, John Johnson. Sneak preview. I asked him about what makes a good taco. He he lives by Taco Tuesday. Good for him. Um, like LeBron James. Yes, yeah, like LeBron James. Um, I think JJ's also growing out his beard like LeBron James. But uh, so he's. I said, "What's a good taco?" And he he said the same thing as you. He said it's the the tortilla it's got to be a corn tortilla. He's like sometimes i can do the flour but really corn and he says he puts a little oil and he heats it over the stove and he has like a nice like he's all very proud you know home tortilla kind
2: of oh, a good tortilla for me has to create a bubble when it's on the on the flat on
0: yeah. the
2: pan. or when you warm up the tortilla a good tortilla it starts to do this like Oh, yes. a bad tortilla gets uh, is, breaks yes. breaks when you're eating a taco and tortilla is breaking that's a bad tortilla that's not a good taco
0: that's a right I know
2: you, and, and, and you guys know Troy knows very well you can't eat a taco without salsa doesn't have to be super hot and spicy that you can even talk no has to provide the right amount of taste and spice so good salsa verde roja Chipotle, Suiza, I don't know. A good salsa has to be there.
1: And please, for the love of God, don't put lettuce on the tacos. (laughs) Those are no tacos. You can put cilantro and onion,
2: but not put lettuce, please. Those are no tacos. Well, with the exception of fish tacos. Fish tacos you need a little something. Yes.
0: Matt is so happy, he's like, no veggie.
2: Yeah, well, no.
0: (laughs)
3: Also just wanted to throw in the other staple, a Corona or a margarita and call yeah. it a day.
0: Obviously.
3: Yeah. The
1: beer. The beer.
0: That's I mean say that a
2: beer would be, be better. A sponsor plug. You're welcome.
0: Yeah.
2: Corona I, I, I think it depends. If you are with your guys, with your friends, watching football Sunday or tailgating, whatever. Now you you shouldn't tailgate right now. But when things come back to normal,
0: I, I tailgating,
2: too. it's a beer. But if you were in a, like a Mexican restaurant in LA or Southern California, why not? Give me a margarita, even give me a strawberry margarita. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, I prefer horchata, guys. I'm sorry.
0: Horchata, hey. Man, <laughs> this yeah. conversation got deeper than the Rams combo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, we're talking about the important stuff now so exactly. we got all that corporate stuff out of the way now we can talk exactly.
0: about <laughs> okay i'm hungry um actually before um we wrap up two more things um one for each of you because it's latinx history month i wanted to heritage month i wanted to just ask each of you what do you want uh rams fans to know and to appreciate about this month as we acknowledge the Latinos that are in football in all walks of life, like the three of us and our honorary member, Matt.
2: <laughs> well, I will, I will start here. Uh, I've been doing this, uh, you know, Les De La Herencia Hispana or Hispanic Heritage Month or the way they call it from mid-September to mid-October for like 20 years. Uh, because it's part of being in the in, in media and it's about stories. it's about individuals it's about looking and finding and spreading the inspiration feeling proud of ourselves we are not just immigrants in the u.s we are here to bring and enrich the culture and the country uh, and by the way this is a special measure it is hispana because elections are coming Important if we want to be treated fairly and keep doing our thing in reaching the US, we need to participate and go and vote. If you can vote, no everybody can. Uh, it's part of being a good citizen. Uh, but the inspiration for me is the most important. It's not about the number, we are many, it doesn't matter if we're many or not many, it's how much can we inspire others?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's been um uh... It, it, this this year is going to be really important, not only for our community. Uh, it's important for all our country. And as a Latino, uh, this this kind of a celebration uh, brings to the table the, the importance of a culture uh, and a good people who came to this country and, and helped to build it. So uh, be proud to be Latino. I mean, we are here to stay. We are here. Because we are part of this 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 country, and uh, especially in these times when um, there is a lot of um, hate in the atmosphere, uh, we are the ones who try to put together everything. So be proud. orgullosos de ser
2: latinos.
0: For sure, I agree with you. I think the the thing people don't realize the most about Latinos, to your guys' point, we're storytellers, right? And we, we get together, it's a family event, right? And we tell the best stories. Oh man, you know, you have abuelo come through and let me tell you that story. My, my father has this story about this guy. He fought uh, in the streets of the Bronx, New York, um, Manteca. And he fought this man and his nickname was Manteca because he was a big guy, um, but to that point, to that point, and all of your points, when we're in sports, it's perfect because you tell stories in sports, you get excited, you do your your Hulk uh, for Aaron Donald, you explain how they got here and why things are so important and the traditions that are in sports, all kind of ties to um, Latinos and, you know, it's just great that to, to have uh, you two involved with the Rams um, and to just be integrated without uh, the NFL so I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast especially during this time just to give us a little extra pat on the back for uh, <laughs> what you guys do so um, I'm gonna end quickly in our segment say what this is a quote from Sean McVeigh joking about the calls uh, the play calls on Sunday here's Sean McVeigh being acknowledging the play calls on Sunday <laughs> I think it. I think it's a good reminder to say. Of course, I can't play it. Hold on, one second. This is why no, I get we're very aware of those things. What, what do you think the plays mean? There's a lot of different words that are being picked up. A lot of the same words that a lot of different
3: plays are coming out of too. So, you tell me if you think you know what water, water, and some of those other <laughs> things really mean. Then, and I'll tell you, I bet you're wrong.
0: Did you guys hear uh, Jared saying water, water during the broadcast?
2: I
1: I don't. <laughs> I don't, because sometimes the, 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 the calling in the, in, the, in the line of scrimmage, it's really hard to, to listen in, especially in the studio, you know, because we have a lot of things, and uh, sometimes the not sound, it's not that good, but uh, it's a different from, um, from Halle Berry, you know? <laughs> it's very
0: different from Halle Berry. Um, so, by oh, talking to you- Omaha. About- <laughs> Omaha, it'll be the new Omaha. What do you each think water water means?
1: I don't have any clue. Mm. I don't have any clue, but I hope it's a good stuff.
0: <laughs> it was working on Sunday, you know, for, for the majority of the plays on offense. So Agua, Agua. Maybe the next one is Agua, like right. All I just know is to stay hydrated.
2: <laughs> That's something that has came up with the empty stadiums that we hear much more than in the past, right? Uh, by the way, it's like we got to Buffalo in the summer with no fans. That was a good break for the Rams, but we couldn't win. But it's gonna be the same when we play at Seattle. When you play against eleven and not twelve, and sometimes thirteen, because the reps in Seattle are always very hummies. Mm-hmm. they're Yeah, they
0: they sometimes favor, but who are we to say? We don't know. Um, yeah, no, it I'm it excited. What did you
3: say, Matt? I thought he was just dehydrated and trying to... He was
2: him dehydrated him. and asking for <laughs> water. <laughs> well, Jared, to say, to make it more mysterious and confusing for the opposition. don't you say something like, agua, agua.
0: Yes.
2: In Spanish. So the, the guys on the front will be like, huh? Baxter, you know I don't
0: speak
1: Spanish, right? <laughs> or she
2: can say, taco, taco.
0: Yes, that's what we should get. I'll just try and like throw a uh, note to Sean McVeigh while he's on the practice field today and give him the idea. I'm sure, you know, he has <laughs> fine. Um Thank you both so much. That's a wrap. Another episode of Ramblin' in the Books. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll be bringing you more episodes throughout the season. And if you're craving even more Rams podcasts, we have a gajillion. You've got Rams Revealed with J.B. Long, Rams Iconic with former Rams, Marco Farr. and we just brought Back Between the Horns, which streams live every morning on Thursdays. So you can check that out or listen to it on the audio. So thank you again, Troy, Ricardo. You guys rock.
2: How about we, we say one more Ramza, the tree?
0: Vamos, Ramza. One, Two. Three. Vamos, wow.